Good morning and welcome to the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 152. It is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Blue Leaks exposes 24 years of police records. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Very happy Tuesday. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you're in a HIPAA compliance, HIPAA compliant business, we'll try that again. HIPAA compliant business. If you could go to Facebook and type in "Get HIPAA Compliance" into the search, join that group. We are growing, and so we share HIPAA information, and hopefully, you learn from it. All right, first up on threat post, former DIA analyst sentenced to prison over data leak, and uh, seems to be the theme of today's episode. So a former defense intelligence agency analyst leaked classified information to two journalists, one of whom he was dating, shedding light on insider threats. A former analyst for the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency has been sentenced to more than two years in prison after sharing highly classified national defense intelligence with two reporters. The sentencing comes after 32, after the 32-year-old analyst Henry Kyle Fries pleaded guilty in February to leaking the data regarding foreign countries' weapons systems in 2018 and 19. Fries worked as a counterterrorism analyst from February 2018 to October 2019 at the DIA the intelligence agency of the U.S. federal government specializing in defense and military intelligence. According to the Department of Justice, on Thursday, Freeze held a top-secret sensitive compartmented information security clearance at the DIA. He leveraged these privileges to search for classified information stored in secure classified government information systems at least 30 times in 2018. Freeze also accessed an intelligence report unrelated to his job duties on multiple occasions. Freeze accessed this data because of specific requests from the the reporters, according to court records. Freeze was dating and sharing a home with one of the two journalists, Amanda Martius, a CNBC reporter. Martius published eight articles containing the leaked classified information related to foreign weapons systems, court documents said. Martius introduced Freeze to the second reporter that he also worked with, who has been identified as NBC News reporter Courtney Cube. So uh, not a good look for DIA, um, but he will be serving some time, two years, which I actually doesn't seem like that bad. But um, On Bleeping Computer, Office 365 now checks docs for known threats before editing. Microsoft today announced the general availability of the Office 365 safe document security feature, which expands the protection provided by Protected View by checking untrusted documents for risks and known threats. Safe Documents launched in private preview in February uses Microsoft Defender Advanced Threat Protection to scan documents open in protected view and block users from editing them until a verdict is available. Protected view is read-only office mode for opening documents deemed as potentially unsafe where most editing features are disabled to protect the users from threats. Although Protective View helps secure documents originating outside the organization, people too often exit the protection sandbox without considering it if the document is safe, leaving their organizations vulnerable, Microsoft said. To improve this trust promotion experience for Microsoft 365 apps, Safe Documents takes away the guesswork by automatically verifying the document against the latest known threats and threat profiles before following users to leave 
allowing users to leave the protected view container. On endpoints where the safe documents feature is enabled, all untrust, untrusted files open in protected view will be uploaded and scanned by Microsoft Defender ATP following the privacy and data, data handling rules during active scans of untrusted documents originating from outside the enterprise user's organization. The customers will be blocked from leaving protected view and from editing the content. If the files are found as being free of malicious content, users will be able to exit the protected view. If the document is deemed unsafe, the users will be warned and blocked from exiting protected view. Admins can configure whether users can bypass and enable editing for malicious scenarios in the admin portal. Microsoft explains the expected results of the safe documents check are available in a support document. To configure safe documents for tenants in their organization, the feature is disabled by default. Security administrators have to use the Office 365 Security and Compliance Center. The safe documents Office 365 security feature is now available for all Office 365 Pro Plus customers with Microsoft 365 E5 and E5 security licenses for commercial and education customers on Windows clients. Uh, Windows says June 2020 updates break outlook for some users. So that's the second complaint for the June 2020 updates. Microsoft says in a support document released recently published that Outlook will fail to start for some users, automatically displaying an error prompting the users to repair some inbox files. According to the company, all users have updated Outlook to version 2005, build 12, 1,287.20268 or higher, will see an error prompt saying that something is wrong with one of your data files and Outlook needs to close. Outlook might be able to fix your file, click OK to run their inbox repair tool. Microsoft lists this known issue as being caused by the June 2020 updates on a support page with fixes and workarounds for recent issues affecting Outlook for PC. After Outlook, users click the OK button, the inbox repair tool launches and walks them through the repair process. The next step is to reboot the computer to apply the fixes and hopefully have the issue resolved, but instead Outlook will again display the same error. Microsoft said that an official fix is not yet available for customers being st using stable Outlook versions after updating to version 2005, build 12827.20268 or later. However, an initial fix is being tested by users of Outlook inside beta version 13004.10000. The Outlook team is investigating this issue with the Windows team. The support article reads, we are not sure yet if it, the primary fix will come from Outlook or Windows. When we have more information on fixed details, we will add them. Microsoft does provide a workaround that should make Outlook usable again for all users, and it requires modifying the registry by deleting a number of keys related to the PST document format. And so if you want, well, right-click the Windows Start button, then choose Run, open the box, type RegEdit, and click OK in the left pane, expand computer, and then Expand H key underscore current underscore user slash software slash Microsoft slash office slash 16.0 slash Outlook slash PST. Under the PST key, delete the registry keys below and then restart Outlook. So the registry key is last corrupt store and prompt repair. And that should hopefully fix it for you. But if not, then you probably have to wait for them to release a fix. Also on Bleepy Computer, Blue Leaks data dump exposes over 24 years of police records. In what is being referred to as Blue Leaks, a group distributed called Distributed Denial of Secrets has 
released a 269 gigabyte data dump containing 24 years worth of records from over 200 police departments. What can be observed among the hundreds of thousands of documents compromising or comprising of FBI reports and bulletins, bulletins are also full international bank account numbers, phone numbers, and email addresses. DDoS or DDO secrets, similar to WikiLeaks, but with a commitment to make secrets public that even WikiLeaks chose to withhold. At the time of this writing, the link posted to DDO secrets is still accessible and exposes records ranging from images, documents, data tables, web pages, emails, and text files. Some of the organizations and departments whose data was exposed by this leak include, and there is a huge list here, but we have Alabama Fusion Center, Austin Regional Intelligence Center, Boston Regional Intelligence Center, Colorado Information Analysis Center. The list just goes on and on. Um, the Blue Leaks data dump was published on Juneteenth, indicating the likely motive behind the leak, perhaps retaliation given the recent events and protests. Brian Krebs reported on the leak and was able to obtain an analysis from the National Fusion Center Association on June 20th, certifying the authenticity of the leaked records. The findings by the NFCA indicate that the dates and timestamps within the leaked documents cover periods from as early as 24 years ago, going back to August of 96. Additionally, the data dump contains emails and associated attachments, stated the findings as reported by Krebs on Security. Our initial analysis revealed that some of these files contain highly sensitive information, such as ACH, routing numbers, international bank account numbers, and other financial data, as well as personally identifiable information and images of suspects listed in requests for information and other law enforcement and government rep agency reports. NFCA, NFCA told Krebs that the source of the leak is a data breach at NetCentral, a software development firm based in Houston, Texas. NetCentral's website states, our software is currently being used by Fortune 500 companies, financial institutions, small and medium-sized businesses, associations, associations, online publications, government agencies, and schools throughout the U.S. NetCentral sites are easy to maintain. If you can cut and paste, you can maintain and update your website with NetCentral's browser-based software. It is unclear if the breach impacted the company's other clients, and the company's director, Stephen Gartel, Gartrell, did not provide any comment on Krebs on security. So will be interesting to see what kind of data there is in this dump, but we will wait and see and update as, as appropriate. Bleeping computer. Hackers use Google Analytics to steal credit cards, bypass CSP. Hackers are using Google servers and Google Analytics platform, platform to steal credit card information submitted by customers of online stores. A new method to bypass content security policy using the Google Analytics API disclosed last week has already been deployed in ongoing mage card attacks designed to scrape credit card data from several dozen e-commerce sites. The new tactic takes advantage of the fact that e-commerce websites using Google's web analytics service for tracking visitors are whitelisting Google Analytics domains in their CSP for configuration, a security standard used to block the execution of untrusted code on web apps. New research from web security companies Sensec and Perimeter X shows that using CSP to prevent credit card skimming attacks is pointless on sites that also deploy Google Analytics, as threat actors can use it to exfiltrate harvested data on their own records. So Google Analytics being used to being used in mage card attacks. And if you're not familiar, you should if you listen to this podcast, but if you're not familiar, mage card attacks are used to steal credit card data from e-commerce sites you could think of it as sort of a similar to putting a skimmer on a gas pump or an atm machine to steal your credit card information 
That is going to do it for today's edition of the Product of IT Cybersecurity. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.